Hey there, Joshua here. Uh, I'm just leaving my uh, interview for today. I'd like to give a huge thanks to, to Sky uh, for, uh, for connecting me to Jason Chin Chen. And a, a big thank you uh, to Jason for the wonderful conversation we just had. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, your uh, listening to or reading um, this conversation. Um, Jason uh, is uh, many, many, many things as, as a label, but one of them is a photographer. He uh, uses wet plate colloidian system, and um, he uh, took a couple of pictures of me today also, which is really fun. Uh, there's always a little bit more pressure in uh, photographing another photographer, and we both got to do it today, so that's really nice. Um, conversation is exceptionally warm and uh, honest and sincere, and... Um, just really psyched about it. I feel really good, and I hope that you'll feel really good after this, um, after reading this interview as well. So, um, thanks for being here. Tell your friends and family, and uh, come back again soon. We're live. How old are you, for the record? I can't tell you that. <laughs> I know you told me in our uh, conversation um, before. I'll but... tell you how old people think I am. Okay. People think I'm 35 to 38, <laughs> but I'm older than that. Okay. Fair enough. I'm 45. The, uh, you know, it's funny, it's, I, I've started every interview that way, and it's because, like, it's this journalism thing. Like, in every mm. real journalism, it's got, you got someone's name and how old they are, and for some reason, that's, like, evidence that it was a real thing that occurred, yeah, so that's why I yeah. asked. Cool. Yeah. Uh, who are you, and how do you describe yourself? Ooh. Right off the bat, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Jason Chin Chin. Uh, I'm an artist. Through and through. Yeah. I think uh, I'm a dynamic, ever-changing, evolving human. Mm. And uh, I think we all are. Mm. Just not everybody wants to roll with that, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's all I got. Cool. <laughs> I just wanted to respect the pause in case you had something else coming. Yeah. What do people mean to you, individual to individual? Um, I think increasingly I see others as I see myself, which is as, you know, uh, a human that's doing their best and working through their stuff and working through life and trying to make sense of it and um, so I think the older I get and the more experiences I have the more I I can relate to everybody you know across the board because if you start there then uh, then you automatically build in a lot of grace and a lot of uh, understanding for others and what they might be going through to that might cause you some kind of problem or issue you know in life so I think learning how to relate to others through that, uh, you know, knowing that we're all sort of in the same boat has been really good for me. Hmm. Hmm. What concerns you about uh, the state of the world and humanity uh, that affects you personally? And then what inspires or motivates you to do something about it? Well, certainly we live in an uh, interesting time. Um, I think all the standard things that are probably concerning a lot of people right now are concerning me. Uh, 
know, the state of the politics in a lot of parts of the world, the climate. Uh, I've got kids, so you know that stuff hits hits home for me. You know, just what's their future look like? And I think in, I think in terms of how it makes me feel or what I can do about it, I, I definitely feel pretty helpless in a lot of ways, and I think that's. I'm probably not the only one that feels that way. Um, so I think what what I'm doing or what I can do is is on the micro level, just within my life and through my actions, and you know, hopefully, uh, just contributing to um, to the greater good somehow. Mm. You know. Sort of trusting the universe at this point. I don't know how else to put that or what what else to do about you know mm -hmm. the state of things. But uh, besides vote and uh, get involved where I can. And, yeah. Do you uh, do you find that there's a thing in particular that is a thing that uh, I don't know you get down on yourself about or it keeps you up at night or that you wake up with on your mind? Like, what's that thing as you make your way? Uh, wearing your many different hats through your days and weeks and months, that is like the thing that really gets you frustrated. I think for me personally, having been having worn so many hats, you know, uh, I mean, I've worked, I worked so many different kinds of jobs for so many years in my twenties and thirties. I, I didn't have the the people skills or the the interpersonal skills or the tools within myself to, to to interact and relate with people in a way that was appropriate or healthy all the time. Um, and I think the the older I get and the more humbled I become through life's experiences, I think the more I the more I realize that that self-control has been a huge part of my growth. But um, as an artist, I think I, I, I wake up frustrated. It's funny because I've actually been mulling this over lately. I mean, I'm definitely a starving artist, you know, and whatever that means, it's like, is that a self-fulfilling prophecy or is that is that just the state of who I am personally and or that's a label I want to put on it, or am I not trying hard enough, or should I go into business school, or, you know, so I, I think my biggest frustration, you know, really in life isn't that I don't make money, although money would be nice. I mean, I make a little bit of money, you know, and I'm, I'm fed and I've got coffee and my dogs are fed, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I think that I wake up with the frustration of, where, how can I, I've, tr I've written so many songs and played music for so many people, I've built guitars and been this inlay artist and I've, you know, you know, I've, I've just expressed myself through art in so many different ways. When will something hit? When will something stick? When will something be the thing? I think that's like the frustration because I have a really hard time sticking to one thing or just doing one thing solely in my life. I need to have different outlets. I've got to have my physical outlet and I've got to have my creative outlet. And increasingly, I think connection with others has become really important to me um, and, and nurturing connection with that expectation. Mm. Um, 
no matter who, who that person or people are in front of me, you know, whether people mm -hmm. I work with or people I'm dating or people I'm, you know, I'm making images of or whatever, I think that that interpersonal part was a frustration for me for a long time that I've solved to a great extent or, or I'm working through. So I think now it's more about quote unquote success mm. or whatever. Mm. Even though even though I still understand inside that that's not, that doesn't mean anything. Mm. You know, for me the quality of my art is I think that for really the most important thing. And mm -hmm. I, when I look past all the other things, like I want to be a really good artist. I want to make something that is beautiful and impacts people when they see it you know, mm -hmm. or hear it. Thanks for that answer. I hope that made any sense. Yes. Hit home for me anyway. Um, if we could disagree to define community as our uh, relationships with each other and the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Sounds uh, good. I used to say, you know, what does community mean to you? And then it kind of took me away from what I was actually trying to get at. So gotcha. I'll just define it now and we'll just talk about it in sure. these terms. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, why are we having such a hard time with uh, equity and equality and considering all the different needs and uh, empathy and compassion? Uh, I think human nature might be one of the first things involved in that. Um, but I certainly think, you know, as a, as a child of the 70s and 80s and somebody that's kind of lived through the golden age of humanity, at least what it appears is going to be the golden age of humanity before we're done here and before long, I hope not. but. Uh, I think seeing the arc of technology in our lives um, through my life points to that to an extent. Uh, I think having phones with screens uh, and we can do so many things with them, I think it pulls us apart from each other because we're, we're focused on that. And we can, it's like a, it's like a periscope into the world and we can see everybody else's lives in an intimate way that we could never experience before. And so the only way to get to know people before you had this, you know, this space periscope or whatever you want to call this thing, you had to go and interact with them. You had to go do things. And you had to call them on the phone. You had to, you had to memorize their phone number. So it's a huge crutch to fully interacting and experiencing other people. And the first thing that's going to do is make you feel inadequate in your own life. It's going to make you feel disconnected because you feel inadequate. It's going to make you resist I interacting with others because you feel inadequate or because it's just as easy to sit on your ass in your pajamas and look at a phone for six hours. And I'm guilty of that. Uh, so I think that technology and especially, you know, social media, et cetera, have, and I, I play that game because it makes, 
because I can make money through that because I like to I like to post about my life because I you know I'm as much of a sucker for it as anyone else but I see it and I think a lot of people know it we just don't we don't know how to it's the norm so yeah I think I think that's a huge part of it mm-hmm. technology mm-hmm. Um, was there a second part to that question oh uh I guess what I'm trying to figure out, uh, and it's not as if I really think that one person's going to have the answer, you know, but it's like collecting a bunch of answers towards building a way for me to look at the world and then share that perspective as I, with you and with all the listeners or viewers or readers as these continues continue to evolve. But it's more like... And, and this question gets more complicated over time as, as I become more aware of other issues, right? But like, why the homophobia? Why the domestic violence? Why the mm-hmm. sex trafficking? Why racism? Why genocide? Why, like on and on, on all these big topics. And those are big questions. But it's, you know, something about it, the way I look at it, is it's the same thing underneath all of them. It starts in this place, and what is that thing that makes what I'm doing more important than what you're doing in any given situation? And why why am I going to respond the way I'm going to respond to the point where where it, oh, our history of humanity, human civilization, is full of it? The standouts, right, are are are. Mother Teresa or, or Gandhi or, 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 you know, to some Jesus or whatever. It's the, the, those are the ones where it's like these people want to say to me, like, oh, I believe that um, everybody's good. So if, if everybody right. was good, our, our, our few heroes wouldn't be those people. Uh, so instead, it's like the annals are full of just like travesty after atrocity. Sure. You know, what is it? Why are we doing that? Technology, sure, these days maybe contributes to it a little bit, but like well, way in there, something about it is, is, is way beyond that. Yeah, again, I think, I think human nature and evolutionary need for, you know, to succeed, I think a lot of it has to do with history repeating itself. I think a lot of it has to do with greed and power and control from the higher levels, uh, you know, and, and we act as puppets. We are we are the pawns, and uh, you know that happens through control of of media outlets and through uh, you know political means and through you know r- religious institutions, etc. I mean, there's a lot of different people that want a lot of different kinds of control, and at the end of the day, uh, they're consolidating, and so we're at a disadvantage we being the pheasants, you know. What, what makes you act uh, in, in a way that you're not super psyched about? What, what, what might make me act in a way that I'm not proud of? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, I think for me, like, disrespect is a big one that really bugs me, or... Um, 
Yeah, people that drive slow in the fast lane. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the that's the number one thing that drives me bonkers because it's because it's a sign of uh, yeah they don't care what you what you need or want or how fast you want to go they're doing their thing and there's something about that that just really annoys me. Mm -hmm. um, but the but that give but those those instances give me a chance to work on my shit. <laughs> You know, which is breathe. They're doing the best they can. Have grace. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's still really hard. So there's this. Uh, You've mentioned it twice, and and it was going to come a little bit later, but I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, this they're doing the best they can. Uh, in other language, I've heard it said a few times here. Um, in, in this area, uh, people are doing the best they can with the level of awareness that they have at any given moment. That's definitely a, a, a more succinct version of that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I dislike the sentiment. I'm not sure I agree hmm. with it. Um, but this is an exercise in learning, and, and I'm happy to keep digging at what people are yeah. after. But I don't like, believe that when I say it either about them. Right. That's not the point. Yeah, so like just to take the example of the person driving slow in the fast lane, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it drives me crazy. Right. Right. It's a super annoying thing. Right. It's also the same thing as many other things that bother me. So I'm I'm totally with yeah. you. When I'm behind that person, I am never thinking they're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. What I'm thinking is like, why are they so closed-minded, or why are they so selfish, or who do they think they are, right. or like, can't you get it, or where do you come from that you think this is fine, or like did you go through driver's education or like all the other things, sure. right? And like, how could you possibly be capable of doing anything in your life if you can't sort out this, right? I go <laughs> yeah, for I get it pretty that. deep. Yeah, I hear that. I never think, oh, they're doing the best I can. But like that aside, is that the, is that an excuse? Do you think like... No, I, I have no place or right in my life to make an excuse for somebody else. The point of that sentiment isn't that you actually try and convince yourself they're doing the best they can. It doesn't have anything to do with them. It's you. It has to do with me. They're doing the best they can. I know I'm doing the best I can. Am I doing the best I can in this moment? No, I'm not. I'm calling them names. I'm on the riding their ass. I'm making my partner uncomfortable because I'm driving like an idiot. So it's not about them at all. It's about saying, it's about drawing that line saying, I can't control other people. I can only control my reaction hmm. to what they do. And that was something I had to learn when my dad disowned me because I left my wife. When my daughter won't speak to me for three years because I left that home. That's a much deeper thing that I have to apply that same principle to, which is that I can only control me. Mm -hmm. I can only control my, my emotions and my reactions. Mm -hmm. And I have to let go of what other people think. I can't spend my energy on that. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's, the, that's what that means for me. And I, I would hope for other people too, is that you release a concern about whether or not they're doing the best they can. You stop looking for the answers. You stop looking for the blame outside of yourself. Hmm. And for me, growing up in a, in a really domineering Christian household with a father that told me that art school was for fags and, and worrying about you know what that person thought of me or putting energy into that for so long was a waste of my energy and time. Mm -hmm. 
and I should do what feels right for me. So that's what that means. Mm -hmm. They're doing the best they can. Right on. Do you have a sense of purpose? Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. That's funny. The, the way you answer it is uh, the exact opposite of the, of the way that Sky, who referred you, answered it. And I thought it was, I just thought the way, the fact that she was like, oh, basically, hell no. And you're like, oh, hell yes. It's really funny. Let's awesome. hear it. What's my sense of purpose? Yeah. This moment. Mm-hmm. And now this one. And now this one. I don't know what else to do. Life is incredible and amazing and beautiful and hard. And I want every last drop of it. Hmm. It's that simple. amazing what one question will how one question can mean so many different things to so many different people you know um, a couple of months ago I interviewed a guy Jared who helped me reframe this question about hope uh, hope's never been well, I don't know but never but as when I turned into an adult and started making my own decision and also and, and left my domineering religious upbringing and chose my own path I kind of left hope behind um, but I'm sure it has its place in my life too um, but I used to ask you know what gives you hope for a better future and and um, J Jared had this really beautiful way of saying like it's not this thing that you just that just magically happens it's not a poof it's not a click your heels together and mm -hmm. everything's different. Uh, it's just a matter of accepting responsibility and working towards it. So, uh, like that's what it's gonna take to write the ship or any other metaphors you wanna use, right? Mm -hmm. Like digging in, owning it, mm -hmm. and working towards something better. You think we're gonna do that as a, you know, I mean, I don't even want to say just as an American culture, but just like mm. in general. I mean, we're, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff, like I mentioned before, going on. Do you think that we're going to own it and, and, and work towards something better? Part of me doesn't think we will, and, and then there's, there's that large part of me that doesn't want to accept that, that refuses to accept that. But, um, I mean, our, uh, as humans, our time on this planet is limited, period. I mean, the planet's been here for billions of years. It's going to be here for billions more. We are but a blip in the evolutionary chain, honestly. And I think attributing too much uh, value to ourselves, to each of our individual selves, is part of why we ask those questions. Mm -hmm. they're, they're legitimate questions, it makes sense. To, we would ask that, that's why we're humans. That's why shit is hard, is because we ask questions like that, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, will we write the current ship uh, to a more utopian version of humanity. I want to say we, we can do it. I don't think we'll do it without a lot more suffering and, and war and disease and death and greed and 
power mongering, but I think that we can maybe get there eventually. Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime, so I don't think it'll be, if we survive the next 50 years as a race, uh, the rich and powerful, where a lot of this feels like it comes from, are going to be the ones that can be surviving, mm -hmm. not, not you and me, you know. Um, so as much as that stuff stresses me out and bugs me and I want to change it, I also like know that like we really only have so much power and time to do much about that, what feels important to us right now. Mm. In the 40s, it, there was a lot of crazy shit happening and a lot of people died and there was a lot of war and whatnot, you know, and it seems to be a cycle. Mm -hmm. And if history tells us anything, that's going to happen again. You don't think, uh, or, or do you think... We could uh, reframe or relabel what power is. Like, it, if compassion or empathy became power, and we didn't have to repeat that mm -hmm. particular cycle, is, is that just like um, w w like total fantasy, ridiculous thought? Uh, it is in a capitalistic society. Yeah, I think. No. And how you reframe, you know, enough people's perspective on that, I don't know. I can't do One country with at a time. community threat. <laughs> You're doing a lot. You're getting really close. We're almost there. Um, no, but what you're doing is extremely valuable. And it is the kind of thing that will lead there. And we need you. Hmm. Um, and we need more people like you. So... Yeah, don't stop. I do get lost in it, you know, this the, the recognition that we're a blip in the evolutionary cycle and greed and power are running the show and self importance and, and blah blah blah. It's mm. a crazy it's a crazy It's a vicious cycle because in that too, I also just get so judgmental of why other people aren't so concerned and why other people aren't 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 trying to do it and why so many people have like bought into the game and and then I try to bring myself back by thinking about well, it's my reaction to it that I need to worry about, like you were saying. And it's just like a kind of like it's not even a cycle so much as it's just getting tossed and tossed right. and tossed and tossed and yeah. tossed until it's really hard to understand. Which end is up or whatever. You know, when, we, when, we're, when we're people of action and when we see problems and we, we, it makes us feel things and we want to make them better and we want to do something and, you know, that, I think that's great and good and normal. Um, and there are things we can do, hmm. but I'm not, I don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to... Um, Buddhism or Eastern philosophies or, or whatnot, but I've done a, a little bit of reading in the last few years in, in that vein, and I think one of the things that I've learned uh, through you know some Alan Watts that I read and some Thich Nhat Hanh and some other things that I read this last year, it's like it's counterintuitive, but kind of like I was saying earlier about you know giving people grace, we, we can only control ourselves. We can only do internal work. 
really, at the end of the day. And it seems counterintuitive to, to say, I can't, you know, I'm not going to worry about the state of the world and change it. I'm going to do what I can do to change me right now. But, but when we change ourselves, we change a part of the universe. We've changed the flow of the energies. We've changed, we've changed the way that the future looks when mm -hmm. we do our own work. And so as hard as it is to look inward and just do our own work, sometimes that's the biggest thing we can do to change the bigger picture, mm. you know. Uh, because that own, your work is gonna, it's gonna involve all the things that are gonna make you a better person, and then you will automatically be a better person, and, and the things that you do and create from there forward will make changes, right? So it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but it's, it's, it makes some sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I've been working hard on that lately, mm. um, trying to do that internal work. Mm. Thanks for sharing, that's yeah. cool. You have any closing thoughts? Anything else that you wanted to put out there? I didn't ask the right question for, or uh... I had no idea what to expect when you when you came to interview me. Um, no, I love what you're doing. I think I think you you're doing the things you can do to to make a difference. You're you're bringing awareness to issues. You're you're searching, hmm. and I think if we all searched harder, that we would be everybody would be better off once again. Yeah. Hmm. Keep it up. Thank you. Thanks a lot, man. Mm -hmm.